You are listening to the Reality Steve Podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Joey's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 375. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a good show for you today. A first-time guest on this show. Her name is Kelly Johns. You know her as the Bachelor Impressionist on Instagram. If you follow her, you follow me, you'll always see me reposting her impressions that she does of the show. Always a good time. I wanted to get to know her a little bit better, dive into who she is, what she's about, what made her get into this. Who's her best impression? Who have people said they really like her doing? Has she heard from the contestants themselves about her impressions? And then we dive in a little bit about her personal life, which she has shared on her social media. But we dive in a little bit more about what she's been going through health-wise the last year and a half or so. And we'll get to all that momentarily. So, as I said, Kelly Johns, first-time guest joining the show uh, in a few minutes A lot to get to on the Daily Roundup that I posted a couple hours ago. We're going to talk about the Instagram gains from the women on Joey's season. And boy, is it a runaway right now. Probably going to be able to guess who has the most Instagram followers and who's gained the most just in the three days since Monday's episode aired. It is not even close who's running away with this thing. No, you're not going to be surprised. Um, Amy Roback and TJ Holmes are becoming one of the more insufferable couples you'll ever come across because all they do on their podcast is talk about how they don't get along. I just, I don't understand what is their brand here? I, I I get it. I understand like, Oh, we want to be honest and open and vulnerable with our audience. Yet every time their podcast comes out, the us weekly wants to do a recap of it. And I sit there and I read the recap and I'm like, do these two even like each other? All they seem to be doing is arguing TJ leaves the house, Amy is sad, and complains that they don't have the same love languages. (laughs) I'm telling you, at this pace, these two are going to be broken up by uh, summertime. That's just my guess, based on everything I read. Uh, Justin and Susie went, quote-unquote, official yesterday with their relationship. Um, It was obvious that with the amount of time they spent together, you know, a lot of the bachelor couples or a lot of the bachelor people say, oh, just because they take a picture with somebody doesn't mean I'm dating them. That wasn't really the case for Justin and Susie because they produced content nonstop. And I'm talking about content in different cities, different states, obviously. Uh, they're traveling all around and they're always with each other. It was kind of obvious that there was more going on. I know they did an interview a month ago or two months ago with one of the bachelor nation podcasts, whether it was Ben and Ashley or bachelor happy hour. And they were like, no, we're not a couple, but you know, it has been discussed or whatever. Well, yesterday when they came out, they basically said, yeah, we've been dating for three months. Sorry. Like, um, so I, I mean, not that they would listen to my advice, but my advice would have been, I have no problem with them going public yesterday and giving the story to E news, but did you really have to go on a podcast six weeks ago and just basically lie? You know, maybe they have their reasons. I don't know. Maybe there's some financial reasons in it. I, I have no idea. But I just wouldn't have done that if I were them. I just would have kept it private, even though we kind of all knew, especially when they got exposed on New Year's Eve. 
and then just come out yesterday with your story, just like they did with uh, with E News. But congratulations to them. They seem like they really get along. Um, she seems happy. Clayton, actually, Clayton even spoiled it last week when he was on Nick's podcast because he he basically said, "Well, you know, Susie's got somebody now." Oops, and he just kind of backtracked a little bit. So we we've known ever since New Year's um, that they were actually a couple, and then they officially went yesterday publicly announced it and basically said, yeah, we've been together for the last three months. So congratulations to them. Talk about that a little bit. Also talk about the challenge last night. I think it is very, very obvious. One of two people is winning this. You might have a third involved, but I think what we saw last night was probably a mini preview of what we're going to see in the finals. And I'm absolutely 100% okay with that because those are probably the two best guys on the show. Um, there is an ABC show that might have spoiled its own ending. You know, they get mad at me and they don't like me because I spoil the ending to their show. Well, they might have spoiled the ending to another show. And apparently a lot of the fans of that show are a little bit up in arms over it. And I'll share that with you. And then uh, we'll dive into a little bit of what's going on in Bachelor in uh, Beverly Hills 90210 world. We had a passing of a character that if you were with the show for a long time, you're very well aware of. And then I'll share with you where I'm at in my rewatch of Beverly Hills 90210 and what I'm currently thinking about what I'm seeing. And then an hour ago, I released a podcast on the Sports Daily where I interview current uh, one half of the hard line here in Dallas, 96.7 on the ticket, a station I used to work for between 2006 and 2008. Um, I interview Bob Sturm, who is one of the most knowledgeable football minds right now on the internet. Um, and if you're really, really a diehard football fan, especially if you're a Dallas Cowboy football fan, there might not be a better Dallas Cowboy writer than this and then, than Bob, he is so good. And I'm telling you, it's $8 a month to sign up to his Substack, bobsturm.substack.com. You will learn something in every single column you read of his, whether it's an opinion of his that you're like, oh, wow, never really thought of things that way. Or he's just going to present you facts and statistics that you're going to be like, I had no idea. So and I'm talking every single column he writes about the Cowboys learn something new. So about a 40 minute interview with him on today's Sports Daily, if you're interested in checking that out. And then, like I said, we've got um, uh, the interview coming up uh, shortly with Kelly Johns. But first, let's talk about Way. Get on your way to good hair days in just five minutes with Way's new hair gloss. Not only does hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhances color vibrancy to get your hair looking and feeling healthier. That's what it does for me. I've used generic shampoo my whole life, and Way sent me their product, and I'm like, you know what? Let me try it. What's the worst that can happen? And I'm like, you know what the worst that can happen is? I'm now dumping my generic shampoo forever and ever and ever. So there you go. Give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to theway.com. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. And use promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off any product. That's theway.com. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off every product. All right, this podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. Now, 
I've talked to you about Green Chef before. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh. And with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. I can switch between both brands, and now you can too. My listeners, both brands, you get the discount with me. HelloFresh gets you farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. It's the new year. One of your resolutions probably should be, let's save some money. Eat better. That's what I plan on doing. HelloFresh is here to help you do that. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price that you'll like delivered right to your door. Don't let recipe boredom strike because HelloFresh has more options now than ever before. You dig into their biggest menu yet with over 45 dinner options to choose from weekly and even more market add-ons that suit any lifestyle. Go to HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree and use code RealitySteveFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's a free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree with promo code RealitySteveFree. All right, let's get going. Podcast number 375. Okay, let's bring her in. First time on the podcast. You've seen her on your Instagram stories. If you either follow her or you follow me, because I repost everything she does. She is a bachelor impressionist, I would say. Uh, her name is Kelly Johns. Kelly, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Steve. I'm so honored to be on the pod for the first time. And thank you so much for always sharing my videos. No, so kind of you. No, they uh, no problem. I mean, look, I have people that send me stuff all the time. And, you know, it's like, I don't want to tell them, sorry, this isn't funny or this isn't, I don't think this is very talented, but I, I wouldn't do it if I didn't think it was good. Now, obviously, as we know, comedy is very subjective and you and I have talked about this in an email exchange before. Some people email me and say, why do you repost that girl? I don't think that's funny at all. And you've gotten it yourself, but to me it is. And I just... And sorry, there's, I'm going to keep reposting your stuff because I think it's really talented and I know it takes you time to do something like that. So my first question to you is, actually, you know what, before we get to how you got into all this, uh, give everyone a little bit of your background, um, where you're from. I, I, mean, I don't know if anybody knows uh, your story. So just kind of where you're from, um, what uh, when did you really start getting into this show and exactly like kind of where you are in life right now yeah sure so i'm from georgia grew up uh suburbs of atlanta i live in atlanta now so i've been here my whole life i have been a lifelong bachelor fan literally since season one i was like eight or nine years old my mom and i started watching it and it just kind of became our show we'd watch every season together continued on when i went off to college i would have girls over to my dorm to watch it and I just loved the show. I don't know why. It just became my thing. And then it's been five years now that I've been doing the videos. So five years ago for Colton's season, I, I'm an actress. So in Atlanta, it's a very competitive city for acting. So you can go a long time without getting auditions or you can audition a lot and not book anything. So I was kind of feeling 
at the time, like, what can I do to put myself out there where I don't have to depend on a casting director to give me an audition and to book me? Like, what can I do on my own? So Colton season was about to premiere and I was like, I'm just going to make a silly video of night one where I act out all the girls. So I did that and I posted it kind of just hoping for the best, but not really expecting anything. And people loved it. And it's funny to look back because of the quality of my videos now that I look back from five years ago, like I didn't know how to use the green screen feature. So I just taped in front of a brown wall <laughs> and I didn't have any wigs or anything yet. So I kind of just threw on some makeup and different dresses. Um, but then over the years, it's evolved and I do little green screen effects now. And obviously it's not super high quality. I just film on my phone, but I'm able to, to uh, produce some as people think some funny and entertaining videos. So I, I do the wigs now and I do funny effects and add some music and all that. So it's been really fun to connect with people from the show and, and lots of the fans who um, just say really nice things like that I bring joy to their day or, you know, some people have shared really deep things like they're going through health things and I was the one person who brought a smile to their face that day so even though they're just silly videos i feel like there's a deeper meaning and if i can make one person smile then it's all worth it so it's been super fun and a little more on my acting i, I grew up in theater since i was in fifth grade so loved doing plays and musicals and um i've had an agent since i was 15 as well so i've done some on-camera work some film and tv stuff but uh the bachelor stuff now is is really what's I think not that I have established myself as a, a name or anything, but I think that most people know me from the bachelor stuff now. So when you say that you are an actress and you grew up acting and you've had an agent since you were, what you said 15, um, mm -hmm. are, have you done like local, do you still do like local community theater, stuff like that? No, I haven't done plays in a long time. I really mm. want to get back into it. It's just really time consuming. And cause I work a full-time job as well. But um, I've done some local commercials. Uh, there was a jewelry commercial that came out a couple years ago. I think it's still playing. And coincidentally, Jesse Palmer happened to see it. And he commented to me that he saw me in it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Jesse recognized me. That's funny. Um, by the way, were you ever voted class clown in school? I, I was not class clown. I was voted most likely to succeed. And, oh. and here I am succeeding. <laughs> at being a silly video maker. And when you said you used to have watch parties in college, you went to UGA, right? You're a bulldog? Yep, yep go dogs. And were you in a sorority? I was not. You were not. Um, I believe that's also where you met your current husband, correct? So, very good that you know all these details. I'm honored. I, well, uh, you know husband. why? Because I, I remember your engagement on your Instagram oh, story. I remember watching wow. it. And I'm like, well, they got engaged at UGA, or it was UGA related, yeah. so it has to be, he must have gone there yeah. too. Yeah, okay. Yep, good memory. So he did go there, but we never met at school somehow. So mm. he's two years older than me. So we were there at UGA for two of the same years, but we never met until I was a senior and I was about to graduate, so he was already out of school. Um, but yes, definitely something that we bond over. And our first date was on campus there. So that's where he proposed. He took me back to the same spot. Ah, okay. Yeah. I yeah. remember that. And I was like, yeah, that's right. UGA girl. And I just assumed that, um, 
he was a college boyfriend, but no, it was, you went to the same college, but didn't meet till after. So yeah. you mentioned, uh, you know, you got started in this, you had watched the show forever and see, I, for, if you were to ask me before I started talking to you, when did this come about? I thought this was a COVID thing. I thought this was just kind of like a, kind of like how TikTok took off during COVID because everyone was bored at home, not knowing what to do. Um, I, I thought this started during COVID, but you said it started during Colton season. So a couple years before that. Yep. I think it was one year before. Okay. Um, so you start doing this, you start getting feedback and obviously I'm sure you've answered this before. Cause I know you've done other shows and other podcasts, but I don't know the answer. So I'm going to ask you, what is, I guess the consensus of people say, is the best impression that you do or their favorite one? What do you get the most of, of like, yeah, that's really good. Definitely my Gabby impression. And that was the only one that was by far the most complimented one. And I got the highest views on all those videos, Mm. but it was also the most controversial. It's the only character that I've done impression. She's, she's not a character, but impression that I've done where people have called me a bully. Um, so that was interesting to navigate because people who had been following me for a long time obviously knew that I'm never, ever being mean and I'm always just, you know, lightheartedly doing impressions of people. Um, and it was also, it was nice to find out actually last year I got to meet some producers from the show and Gabby's producer came up to me and he told me that he loved my Gabby impression and that Gabby also loved it. So I was like, yay, validation. Like if she didn't think it was mean, then, you know, obviously it's not. So that's the only one where people have, uh, I've gotten some negative feedback, but 99% people are fantastic. And the people that I impersonate from the show, 99% of them too will comment. Like I just posted today uh, from Joey's night one with Leia and Jess in my video and they both commented right away that they loved it. So everyone is, is a really good sport. Yeah. I think people have to understand when you're doing an impression to what makes a good impression is the accuracy of it. And I don't even know why people thought the Gabby one would be bullying. I mean, I think you sounded exactly like her. Like what exactly, I'd love to ask those people, like what exactly about this impression is being a bully. It's not like you're taking, because usually when you do your impressions, you're literally taking the script most of the time from the show. Like you're just taking the stuff they said on the show and trying to paraphrase it or even memorize exactly what they said on the show. And then you're just trying to impersonate it in their voice. So I don't even really see what the, what the bullying aspect of the Gabby impression would be, but you know, I don't know. Did she ever reach out to you, Gabby? Did she ever say, or no, ever, ever repost it? Anything? No, I, I'm not sure if the leads have some like rule to where they can't comment or repost because in my experience over the past five years, the contestants almost always comment and or they'll message me back and they engage with me, but the leads never do. So I don't know if there's like kind of a rule to where they can't mm. like share videos like that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, like I said, when it comes to impressions, what makes a good impression is how accurate it is. And when you said like, you know, today you posted a video of episode one and you showed and the, and the impression you did of Leah 
was her holding the card and kind of hysterically crying. Like, that's not mean. That's exactly what she did on the show. Like, so, right. you know, it's not, it's like, I don't even understand why everyone, anyone would think that would be mean because you're not taking anything she did and do, and doing a completely different impression or something completely made up. You're just doing what they did on the show. Like, yeah, you know, and if you get, look, and if these contestants can't laugh at themselves, they're going to have a really hard time because what you're doing on social media is about um, as tame as they're going to get in terms of any sort of criticism or hatred. Like you're not even doing that. If, if they can't handle someone doing an impression of them, they might just want to turn off their Instagram or whatever, because there are trolls out there that are going to do way worse than what you do. Yeah. And like I said, almost everyone has been awesome and they love it. Like Leia commented that she loved it. She loved my crying impression of her. So it's been, it's been, it's been fun to connect with them in that way. And I just, I try to bring some, some joy to the internet because like you said, there is a lot of hate out there. So I just try to make people laugh and keep it all lighthearted. Yeah. And that's all it is. And I I really, I really enjoy it. It's, it's funny. So if I were to ask you, Gabby, um, what did you think of the first episode of Joey's season? What would you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it was a really great premiere episode. And I think that Joey is going to be a really good bachelor. And, you know, if I had to pick somebody who I think is going to win in the end, I do think it's going to be Daisy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got a new sponsor for the podcast, Mint Mobile. You know, we break down some tea on this podcast. We share tea. And when I give tea, you guys all like talking about tea with someone else, right? Well, right now, the best deal in wireless is at Mint Mobile. Why don't you tell your friends that? For a limited time, wireless plans from Mint Mobile are 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. What are you paying right now for your wireless subscription? Over 100 bucks, I guarantee you. 15 bucks a month at Mint Mobile. They are here to rescue you. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans and draw jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch those overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's Limited time deal. Get premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month. To get this customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. That's mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. Additional taxes and fees and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You know, it's funny when you... <laughs> When, when we're watching, when I watched Gabby, whether it was on uh, Clayton's season or when she had her own Bachelorette season or, you know, was the Bachelorette with Rachel, I honestly thought that she was doing a bit with her, <laughs> mm, yeah, like when somebody was talking because she said it, she didn't even wait to say that when somebody was talking and they were in a pregnant pause. She just kept saying it while someone is talking to her and it kind of drove me up a wall. It's kind of it's kind of one of my pet peeves, but 
it is a, I don't even want to call it a verbal tick because it's not verbal, but it, it is something that she definitely does. And that's the accuracy of the impression is the mm, yes. And I thought that's the part of it that nailed it for you. And obviously the, <laughs> the breathy kind of voice as well. Um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's a, it's a great impression. Um, do you have other, I don't know. Do you have other favorites that you've done over the years? I mean, doing this since uh, Colton season, there's plenty of people that you've done an impression of. Any other ones that stick out to you? Um, I think people liked my Hannah Brown a lot. Um, I'm from the South. I don't really have an accent, but I can definitely pull out my Southern accent. So it was fun to do Hannah Beast. Um, and then it was fun to do Gary because he kind of has like <laughs> – that Barney voice, so I, you know, hi, I'm Gary, and I'm your new golden bachelor. So that was fun to do, and, and really fun to dress up as Gary, and I, I bought a gray wig and stuff. Um, and going back to Gabby real quick, my husband, he's still, he'll just randomly come up to me and go, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's become my husband's favorite thing now, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with Gary... I think with Gary, it's the enunciation of every word. I mean, look, we love people who can speak properly. Uh, you being a former teacher, I'm sure you love that. But yeah, Gary's impression came down to how he literally almost over enunciates every word he says. He does not, yeah. you know, he doesn't speak fast or mumble or, you know, it's uh, it's, a, it's an endearing uh, a quality. Um, you know what? That just reminded me of something I wanted to ask you. So you're a former teacher. And I, I know you used to, you also used to teach Spanish. So you speak Spanish mm -hmm. as well. You've done a thing on your Instagram story. I can't remember when it was, but you have a language pet peeve, right? That you constantly hit people uh -huh. up about to, to correct them on their language. Just inform people who may not be familiar with it, what your biggest <laughs> language pet peeves are. Oh, this is cracking me up that you mentioned it. So I have a big pet peeve about apostrophes and when people use them incorrectly, like when they say um, the Johnsons are coming over tonight for dinner and they put apostrophe S for the Johnsons, but it doesn't need the apostrophe. It's just plural. So you just add the S or people I, I see now people will like add them to just words that end in S. They'll be like the, the dogs in the park and they'll put D-O-G apostrophe S. I'm like, no, the word is just dogs, plural with an S. Um, but it, it bugs me the most when it's Christmas card season or holiday cards and people incorrectly put their last name on the holiday card with an apostrophe. So just remember people, you never need an apostrophe to pluralize your last name. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Now, if the Jones family sends out a Christmas card, Yes. And they say, Merry Christmas from the Joneses. How do they do it? Just <laughs> They can either say, to make it easy, they can just say the Jones family, or mm. they can say the Joneses. So they would add an E-S versus just the S. So they, it would be J-O-N-E-S-E-S, -E -E the Joneses. Is. Joneses. Jo or Joneses, yeah. But it's, yeah. But it's mm -hmm. E-S-E-S -E -S to end the name yep. yeah, see that I, you so, know what if the jones family ever sent me a christmas card i would probably just so my mind doesn't explode just be like can you just say from the jones family because i don't exactly i don't want to see joneses or jones right yeah I'd that's why i tell people i'm like just add the when in doubt just say blank family 
yeah. then you don't have you won't have any errors. See, I'm really good on there, there, and there. I mean, I'm I know this. I mean, I'm old enough to know the the language and 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 I don't screw that up. The only times I screw it up sometimes in my writing is if um, I'm just not paying attention. Like I'm I'm very well aware of the difference between there, there, and there. However, with me, I think my biggest one, and I know what people say all the time, is is when you say something and I or me and something. And they say, no, just take out the participle or whatever it is. I don't even know the, the wording. Uh, like, hey, um, me and my dad went shopping today. Or do you say my dad and I went shopping today? And it's My like, dad and I, yeah, because you would say I went shopping. You would today. say I went shopping. So you take out, if you just take out the my dad part, you would just say I went shopping. You wouldn't say me went shopping. And that's the thing. Like, I know this, but when I'm writing fast and I want to get something done, that's where I screw up and I leave it in and I say it wrong. And then people think I don't know English and very, very frustrating. But uh, as an English teacher uh, or working in the language industry, when you did teach, is that something that you would say was probably the number one, I don't know, mistake by most kids in our school system today? (laughs) Um, I didn't see it as much because in Spanish, they actually don't have apostrophes the way that we use them. So, um, I didn't see it much in my class in particular. Sometimes the kids would try to add it on in Spanish and I was like, guys, like it's not even a thing in Spanish, but, um, I, I see it more with adults, honestly, like I see it on social media all the time, which is why I post about it. But, um, and some people think I'm like crazy grammar Grinch and again, it's not, it's all in, in fun. Yeah. Um, I'm not actually you know not going to be friends with someone because they can't use an apostrophe like obviously not um but i think uh honestly i bet you kids do it better because they're learning the rules in school and they don't forget about it like the adults do so i remember take i took it's the only language i took i haven't taken it since high school so i've forgotten a lot about spanish when i was (laughs) when i was taking it um but i remember it being very, very confusing to me, especially the verb conjugations. Uh, those were just like, wait a second, that drove me nuts. But then you think about it with the English language, there are, you know, words that are spelled the exact same way, but sound completely different. So somebody who's Hispanic learning English is just like, wait a second, huh? Like, uh, I don't know, comb and tomb are C-O-M-B and T-O-M-B. You're like, okay. How am I supposed to know what which one is said which way? And I guess you wouldn't unless you read and, and you hear the word over and over. But that's what confused me about Spanish was verb conjugation. Is that what you noticed when you taught was that was probably the hardest thing for, for students? Yeah, I think so because we don't think of English in that same way. English, like you said, is actually so much harder because there's not – the same patterns. Yeah. So Spanish for the most part follows patterns for all of the verbs. Um, there's a few irregulars in each tense, but for the most part, if you know the rules in Spanish, they apply to almost all the verbs, the, uh, adjectives, for instance, you know, masculine, feminine, most end in O or A, and then they're una or un, un, you know, masculine, feminine, they all kind of match up. So I like that about Spanish that if you can, kind of learn those rules and get them ingrained um sometimes it flows better but at the same time sometimes 
people just aren't language people. So I would tell my students that all the time, like, it's okay if this doesn't stick the same way it might stick for another student, because maybe that student is has more of a math brain and numbers are their thing. So when people when languages are hard for people, I'm like, that's okay. That's just not how your brain is wired and you excel in a different area. So when I say oh as ah amos on, what is that again? Muy bien. That's a that's present tense verb conjugation endings for AR verbs. Okay. What wait, what? <laughs> present tense pre- present tense ending for AR verbs? Yeah, so verbs like caminar, which is to walk, any verb that ends in AR. Oh, any verb that ends so. in AR. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I'll remember some of them if I were to go back and like if I were to take Spanish 101 again, I'd it would re you know it would trigger in my head. Oh yeah, okay. I think I would get some of it, but once I got deeper into like year three, that's where I got completely lost. Anyway, enough about <laughs> middle school teachings. Uh, let's talk Bachelor. First episode aired on Monday. Um, your initial thoughts of the first episode, and and I know you're not a spoiler girl, as far as I know, you don't want to be spoiled, correct? Correct. Yep. I never read spoilers. Okay. So we won't go down that road, but, uh, because I have spoiled the whole season, but (laughs) your first episode, your impressions, who stuck out to you? What'd you think of Joey? Were you, uh, from the end of charity season, was this someone you were glad they made the bachelor? What are your overall thoughts here on episode one? Yeah, I think that he's a great choice. I think he's a genuinely nice guy. I know that they're kind of calling him genuine Joey. Um, he seems like he actually is the way that he's coming off, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think he's faking anything. I think he's very cute. He has a great smile, uh, obviously athletic. So I think he's a great pick. Um, I liked the episode last night. I, I really liked how they just dove into introducing us to the women and we didn't have 30 minutes of an intro package of Joey. Cause it's like, we already know who he is. Um, so I thought that they did a good job showcasing the ladies. We got to know at least a little bit about each one and my top picks, um, definitely Daisy for me. I texted my mom during the episode and was like, I think Daisy's going all the way. I really like Jen. I think go-kart Jen. I think she's going to go far. Um, I think her name is Kelsey. She... I like both Kelsey's actually. There's two Kelsey's, right? Yeah, there's Kelsey T and Kelsey A. Kelsey A is the one from New Orleans who lost her mother a couple years ago. And Kelsey T, I believe, she she a nurse? Or no, no, no. Maybe she's the one that was in Barbie. Somebody posted today that they were oh, yeah, yeah. an extra in Barbie. Was that Kelsey T or was that somebody yeah, else? Yeah, I I saw her bio on the show. It said actress, so okay. that's probably correct. Yeah, I for some reason, I feel like we didn't see much of her, but I just got a good vibe from her. So I think that she's going to go far. And I really liked Voodoo Doll Kelsey as well. Um, there's someone that I'm missing. Oh, Lexi from Atlanta, I think it's going to go far. Um I don't think the sisters are going to, I think the sisters are just there for producers to have some fun with. Um, <laughs> but it was a good night. I, I don't think there was too much drama. You could tell that Leia with the, with the one-on-one card where she could steal a one-on-one. That was kind of corny. And um, I like her decision to throw it in the fire, but I think that was just obviously like a, a producer thing to try to shake things up. 
and I liked uh, I, I like Jess. I think Jess is playing it up too. She's looks like she was following the producer prompts of like go interrupt and steal him again. Um, but I don't think she's like a villain or anything. But yeah. I thought it was a good a good entertaining first night. Yeah, I you know when I when I talked about it in terms of the 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 card uh, from Leah that she had gotten at the after the final rose, I had spoiled it a couple months ago to say like, hey, this is what it was. So obviously, what happened on Monday wasn't a surprise, but you know, it, it, it's like, I know a lot of people are giving her credit for what she did. And Joey obviously was very impressed by it enough to give her the first impression rose. My thing is, I don't think she really had a choice because unless she wanted to be hated by every other woman in the house, when she stole someone's one-on-one date, you kind of have to do what she did. Like all the credit to her that she did do it. And I, I know that there were some women who were making snarky comments like, well, I'll take that card. I'll I'll steal a date. I don't think you really would have done that if they were really being honest with themselves because the last, I mean, that card was almost a lose-lose for her. It was, there wasn't anything positive of coming out of taking that card and actually using what it was used, put out there for, which was to steal someone's date because you're immediately going to get side-eyed by the other women for stealing someone's date. And the other women would say to her basically what she said to Joey, which was, I want you to take me out on a one-on-one. I don't want to have to steal it from somebody else. And you know, if she did, that's exactly what the woman would say to her. Well, Joey didn't even want to take her out. So she's got to steal somebody else's. It was just, while I appreciate them throwing a twist in that we've never seen, it just seemed like maybe the twist they threw in should have been a positive one where I don't know. She gets extra time or something, I you know, where, but it's not like it could possibly take away from somebody else. Yeah, it seems kind of pointless because, like you said, we kind of know that producers have a say in almost everything, so they probably did tell her to do the fire thing. Um, but then, so then I'm like, what was even the point of it then if it if it's already just done? Yeah. Like, <laughs> there wasn't, weird. There wasn't. It's what I wrote. I said this was pointless for them to do this. Now, yeah. And it, and the thing is, let's just say she did use the card. Number one, it's a negative because the women are going to side eye her and be like, well, that sucks. You stole somebody's date. And number two, if she did go through with it, let's just say Joey wanted to ask. Let's just say Joey said, okay, your date, uh, the first one on one date uh, this season or on whatever episode is um, with Kelsey T. Uh, You know, Kelsey T reads her card and she's getting a one-on-one date. And Leah decides, that's the one I want to steal. Well, he would just ask Kelsey T out on the next episode because he clearly wanted to give her a date. Like, there's nothing about this that was remotely interesting. Other than, you know why they did it is because it kept people talking for four months of like, oh, what about that card that that one woman got? Although I think most fans probably forgot about it until Leah walked out of the limo with it. You know, I mean, it, back in September when she was presented with this rose on the After the Final Rose, it's like, oh, wow, that's going to be interesting. But then most people just forget about this show and forget it went and filmed and the whole season was filmed before, you know, Monday night even aired. But, you know, it, it, it just seems like I think they should have done a twist where it was actually positive. And there was nothing positive about that card nothing yeah yeah and it just kind of came to a dead end so it's like if they wanted to do something new it should have been something fun and more like positive that could have lasted throughout the entire season and been like a fun new twist but 
Oh, well. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, I'm just trying to throw out ideas here at the top of my head. Maybe she gets she gets to talk to Joey last before every rose ceremony or or one or one rose ceremony. I don't know. Um Yeah. Something to where there's a benefit because they gave her this. You know, look, the other thing was they just chose that she was going to be the one. It's not like she earned it. She was just, oh, okay, this is the girl they're going to introduce him to at the After the Final Rose. So very, very bizarre. Uh, I have no problem with them. Try- Look, I applaud them for doing something different. I'm all for that because this show gets stale after a while. It's the same thing every season, just with a different cast. So I applaud the risk-taking and the and trying something different. I just didn't – the execution of it wasn't that great, to be honest. Um, yeah, I agree. So I want I, I wanted to end with this, and you've you've spoken about this on your Instagram story quite a few times, and it can relate it to this season with Joey, because one of the women on Joey's season, Lexi, we saw in her intro package that she uh, suffers from endometriosis. You are somebody who's been very vocal on your Instagram stories uh, about your fertility journey. So I'd want to kind of to ask you about that. Was it? I guess the first question would be, was it hard for you to decide that this is what something I want to share with my audience? Because, you know, your your medium and your brand has been just, you know, laughing, doing funny, silly stuff, making people laugh. I don't know if you'd really done something quite serious like this to share. So was it something that you really had to think about and decided, I don't know if I want to do this and then just decided this is what I am going to do or how did it come about that you decided, okay, this is the route I want to go with this? Yeah. So it all happened in uh, 2022, a little backstory. I've suffered from pain a lot with my cycles for years. And I, I kind of just thought like, Oh, it's part of being a woman. Um, but it got so unbearable that my husband finally was like, you really need to go to the doctor for this. So I went to the doctor in October 2022. Um, Long story short, got an ultrasound, showed that I had a massive cyst in my right ovary, which led to me having to get surgery. We just thought that I had a cyst because endometriosis doesn't show up on scans because the tissue, although it can kind of take over multiple organs, it's very thin and like a spider web texture and consistency that it doesn't show up on scans. So um, I didn't know that I had it until I woke up from surgery and found out that I had stage four endometriosis. It was kind of just wrecking my entire pelvis. I lost my ovary. My, they had to completely remove my right ovary because of the cyst and the endometriosis. Um, so anyways, uh, as leading up to my surgery, as I was getting the different ultrasounds and, and c- confirming that I needed the surgery, I was debating like whether or not I wanted to share it because I was kind of scared too of like not jinxing myself, but I was just kind of scared of the unknown because I hadn't had the surgery yet. So I was like, I don't know if I should share. I didn't really even know what was going on yet with my body. Um, But after my surgery, finding out what had happened, what was going on in my body for so many years, I really thought it was important just to share for awareness to let other women know that if they are suffering from intense pain to definitely seek medical help because mine got so bad because I just lived with the pain for so many years. So my endometriosis was spreading and spreading 
getting so much worse. My pain was increasing. Um, so I just didn't want other women to suffer the way that I did. And I want other women to get answers and, and to find relief. So that was really my, my main mission and goal with sharing because I do have, you know, a little bit of a platform now and I want to use it for good. And like I said, I just, I don't want other women to suffer. And endometriosis is so under-researched. It's, there's so many unknowns about it. And I, I just, we need more awareness about it. We need more funding to hopefully find a cure. And it's, I hope, I hope in my lifetime we can find a cure so that women don't have to suffer from it any longer. Is this something that on a daily basis you're dealing with pains and you have to take medication for it or how does, how is it treated? So it's different for each woman. So I can only speak for myself, but, um, for me, I started taking a birth control pill, which is ironic because I now have infertility issues because of endometriosis. So I'm not controlling uh, birth or pregnancy because I can't get pregnant uh, because my other tube also doesn't work from kind of being destroyed from the endometriosis. But I take a birth control progesterone only hormone pill that helps to kind of shut down my periods. So I don't have that pain every month. So for me, my pain is mostly just if I'm menstruating. However, for other women, sometimes they have pain just every day um, because the endometriosis might be attached to other organs. It can cause a lot of gastro problems. So it's it's very different woman to woman. Uh, for me right now, my pain is controlled, thankfully. And um, I'm considering maybe just getting a hysterectomy so that I just don't have to deal with my uterus ever again. And, but however, that's not even a full cure. So that's another crazy thing about the disease is even if you don't have a uterus, the endometriosis can still just like kind of grow in the pelvis or onto other organs. It's pretty nuts. Were you, were you misdiagnosed for a long time or you just said it was, you just thought it was like you said, going through women issues, women pains. Um, yeah. I just kind of thought, well, this is part of being a woman. We just have cramps. And mm. I, I, I knew that my pain was bad, but I just kind of thought, Oh, well, this is just, I just have to deal with it. I didn't think to seek help. I just lived with it. Um, but it did get to a point where it was so bad and my back pain was so bad for like two weeks straight. Um, and I, I could kind of just feel something. It was like, mm, there must be something like pushing on my back. And that's actually exactly what it was. It was the cyst that had gotten so big that it was in, it had, had like kind of attached itself into my hip and was pushing into my back. My gosh. Was this hit yeah. cyst like the size of a golf ball? Uh, bigger. It was the size of an orange. Whoa. Yeah. And it's, it was almost 10 centimeters and, my so that was in my right ovary and my left ovary was a normal two centimeters so the cyst had it was basically triple the size of what my ovary the normal size is so when you had that inside you when you had a 10 inch cyst inside you and you would just like push down sorry on sorry 10 centimeters 10, what did i say Not, 10 inches? yeah <laughs> I might have said inches too. Yeah, okay. Centimeters. So you yeah. had 10 centimeters, this cyst inside of you. 
when you were just laying around and you would like push down on your stomach, could you could you feel that, or could is it touchable from the outside of your skin, or no. you, you just it was just the pain? It was just the pain. Um, wow. My stomach was was flat. Like I, yeah, it was crazy. My stomach was completely flat. Um, I would have bloating, you know, around the time of the month, of course. But in general, I'm a petite person, and my you couldn't see it at all. It was crazy. Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, I thought that maybe you could feel it if you, you know, rubbed your stomach and be like, oh, this something feels inflamed in there. But I guess not. No, that's yeah, that is wild. And then how did they say like how long would it take how long did it take to get from you know a regular 2 inch a, a 2 centimeter size to 10 centimeters is that something that happens within a span of 30 days or is it just gradually you're growing like i don't know a centimeter a month or something I have no idea um I think that it probably was over a few years because okay years probably like Five or six years ago, um, I went to the ER for extreme abdominal pain. Like it was trapped gas pains. It just felt like stabbing pains. So it was completely different than like menstrual cramps, but it was unbearable. And they did an ultrasound on me at the time and my ovaries were fine. So I didn't have a cyst back then. That was like 2018. So um, I'm not sure when it started. I don't think that they know but if I had to guess, it was probably a couple of years in in the growth cycle of the cyst. Um, I actually have another small one in my left ovary now, and it stayed at about two centimeters for like nine months now. So hope they're hoping that it just stays that size because that can happen too, where they just kind of stay small and they just kind of chill there forever. So. Well, obviously, sorry that you uh, obviously have to deal with this, but I think it's, you know, it's brave of you to come out and speak about something like that because it's not something that a lot of women want to talk about. There is a stigma, you know, attached to it. And like you said, um, you know, you have a platform now where if this could help one woman, just like your impressions, if it, if it helps one person and it makes their day and it makes them laugh, you feel like you accomplished something. And I'm sure by you talking about it with your platform now, um, you'll have a, almost a community of women that might reach out to you. I'm sure people have reached out to you. Uh, I'm guessing people have reached out to you and said, thank you for sharing this. I'm kind of dealing with the same stuff. I'm going through the same, same things. I mean, has that happened for you so far? Yeah, definitely. And I, I shared a little bit um, back in August, I did an egg retrieval and, and we tried to do IVF and that unfortunately didn't work out. We had some crazy circumstances that, where just another very rare thing happened. Um, I haven't shared too much about it yet, but I've talked privately with some people um, who have also had IVF complications. And it's been nice to know that I'm not alone. Um, IVF is, is very expensive, as we know, and I had the blessing and benefit of being able to do it because of my awesome health insurance through the company that I work for. So I definitely want to give a shout out there because without that, I would not have been able to afford it. So just want to make that known because I know so many women who want to do IVF maybe can't because it's so pricey. So I just want to say that I was very 
blessed and privileged to have the opportunity to, to just try. Um, it was very hard on my body. I had a lot of complications with the egg retrieval and um, had to go to the ER because fluid got into my chest. And so I was kind of sharing that with some other women just on DMs because I was like, what is happening to me? I've never heard of, of these complications. Um, but it's all to uh, to bring everything to a happy ending. We are going to start the adoption process sometime this year. So hopefully we'll have a baby in our arms next year and um, just want to give hope to women out there and, and all couples, no matter who you are, of like whoever your baby is, wherever they come from, it's your baby. And, you know, it's obviously it's devastating to get ever get an infertility diagnosis, but I just want to give hope and give encouragement to parents out there who are in the same boat as me and my husband of like, it, it will all work out and the journey is very hard, but we're keeping the hope. And I know that our, our miracle baby is out there and will be with us one day soon. So. Well, thanks for sharing that. Cause that was kind of where Ooh. I was going to go next. I was just going to say, Hey, what is next for, for you and your husband? And it's like you said, it looks like you are, um, you know, going to uh, start the adoption process. That's great to hear. Obviously wish you the, the best of luck with all that. Keep us entertained with, with all your bachelor videos through all this. Uh, they're very funny. Uh, it's at Kelly Johns on Instagram. I'm sure you've seen her. If not go follow her. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Again, thank you for, for sharing your story as well. Thank you so much, Stephen. Thank you again for all your kindness, sharing my videos, and for chatting with me today. I'm so appreciative of your support and all that you do. Yeah, no problem, Kelly. Thank you so much. We'll be in touch. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Kelly uh, for that. I actually made a, a, a small mistake at the end there when I said her Instagram handle was Kelly Johns. It's Kel, at Kel Johns, K-E-L-L. J-O-H-N-S. So um, when I tag it today, you'll you'll see that. Um, I'm sure you've heard of her. If not, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen her impressions. You know, it comedy is subjective. And some people think some comedians are hilarious. Some people don't. I tend to think her stuff is really good. And that's why I repost it. I think her, I mean, that Gabby impression, while it sounds different over the phone, you've seen it on her videos. It's dead on. And she nails every quirk, and that's what makes a good impression. Is she really? You can tell she really studies it and looks for the quirks in people's speech patterns, the tone of their voice, all that stuff. So great to have her on for uh, the first time, uh, and uh, what an interesting story uh, in regards to what she's been through uh, with her own body. And you know, congratulations, congratulations are out to her and her husband starting the adoption process. So anyway, thanks to Kelly for coming on. Thank you for listening. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review the Daily Roundup. It was posted a couple hours ago, the Sports Daily. I have an interview up today on the Sports Daily with a talk show host here in Dallas. And if you want to check that out, we can. A lot of Dallas Cowboy football talk and NFL playoff talk in that. So, again, thank you all for listening. For Kelly Johns, I'm Reality Steve. I appreciate you listening. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you.